It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is time for California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn, our good friend who hasn't been in in a while, Oded Shaked, Longboard Vineyards. Thanks for being in. Thanks. It's great being here. You're the owner of Longboard Vineyards. Well, first off, Longboard Vineyards, and you are a surfer and have been a surfer, and that's kind of what that's all about and how the name came about. Well, the the name is... Uh if I ever knew there was going to be a commercial winery, I probably would have not called it Longboard. Okay. And <laughs> at the time, I was the winemaker at Javinus and Winery. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to make Syrah. They didn't want to hear about it. So I exchanged a raise for production space and started Longboard Vineyard as a hobby so I could uh, taxi deck my surf trips. But it really is, in, in a way, surfing kind of brought me into winemaking. You're the only guy I know that's ever said something like that. But there's a lot of winemakers that are surfers. Okay, but none of them have ever said to me, True. surfing got me into winemaking. It took me into uh, the western coast of Europe, the Atlantic side of Europe, to surf, to look for big waves. And that's where I kind of got exposed more to the uh, culture of wine and realized that, boy, at some point, some, a friend of the family told me that, uh, you know, you're talking about wine. Guess what? You could go study winemaking. Right. Before that, I had no idea. I thought exactly. you were born to parents that own a chateau. You learn how to make wine. What did I know? Now, explain, uh, Odette, where you grew up and how, and then and continue on how you wound up out here and, and doing longboard vineyards. I'm, I'm kind of a melting pot. I was uh, I'm of German Czech origin, born in Israel, raised in Israel, and then uh, built surfboards for a living, and then end up coming to UC Davis in the 80s, then working both for Chandon in Napa. For two harvests, 87 harvests I did in Bordeaux for Chateau Lafitte, and then uh, graduated and worked for the Jordan family and fell in love with Hillsburg. You've hit all the big shots. Not too shabby. We're no. Longboard has been around for how long now? We just finished our 27th harvest. So 27 harvests. 98. Good. My personal 39th harvest. And in this location where we're at right now, which is in Hillsburg, uh, right off the downtown, 5 Fitch Street. Right. That used to be the Claude Bois Winery. Correct. Yeah. Before that, it was in the 1800s. It was a cannery, and we've been there since '05. So we've been, we've been we've survived somehow. Now talk about the wines from Longboard. I mean, you guys do a lot of different stuff. We are tasting uh, a Longboard Chard. What year is this? So this is a 2022 Rocchioli Vineyard Chardonnay. Uh, so it's a young sucker, and it's yep. uh, our current release, and we uh, run out of it every year. Um, uh, this this is so amazing. Thank man. you. Thank you. This is, you know, I don't know if you know, but this is a totally hands-off wine. Explain that. So I am so lucky that the Rocchioli family, which are the legendary growers, they're my neighbors. And somehow, maybe because our kids uh, grew up together and did taekwondo together and played baseball together, they agreed to sell me some fruit. I've been buying fruit from them since 99. And this wine pretty much makes itself. You know, we harvest at like 3 a.m. by 6. Uh, they're at the winery. I squish the grapes, put it in the barrel, and I do nothing just other, other And a day. year later, we tasted on California Wine Country on the there drive. Yeah, yeah, this uh, is a quote. In winemaking, as in surfing, one learns to happily surrender to nature. Control is an illusion. I love that line. Control is an illusion. Just remain humble and aware and react to what is given to you by the season. That is just so poetically beautiful, dude. I try. I think after you do stuff for a while, you just realize that 
We don't control anything. No. You know, so, so might as well just, uh, just like on a roller coaster, you know, put your hands up and enjoy the ride. Yeah. But also be reactive. So and this re year was a very challenging year. Yeah, explain that because uh, we've been hearing a lot of different stuff on the harvest this year uh, from grape growers and wineries. It looks like it's going to be a great year for quality, maybe not for quantity, but quality, everyone's saying this is going to be a great year. On most everything, absolutely, yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, we're coming off of a couple of years of drought, right. years of drought. Right. Then we had a pretty rainy last year and then a very cold and rainy spring. And then harvest was delayed by a month. And on top of that, some vineyards produced a crap load of grapes. I mean, really high yields. Yeah, yeah. So okay. overall, the yields are really high. Okay, We okay. don't really like it. I, I love the challenge, and especially because I like wines that are a little less alcoholic than i'm not i'm not after the big you know bigger is better uh, style of wine yeah, uh, I'm, yeah i like to make wines that i'm a foodie i like to make wines that go right. well with food which is why one of the many reasons i've been a longboard vineyards uh, fan for Thank years you. i've tried it many times and many of the varietals and they all knock me out Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I like to uh, I like to dabble on stuff. I'm a definitely a uh, a tinkerer. So I grow uh, actually a few of the wines that we have here is uh, come from my vineyards. I love growing. Uh, mm -hmm. It really completes the cycle when you are the grower and the winemaker and the salesperson. Uh, are you still surfing? My surfing is pretty much only for tropical warm waters. I just can't stand the cold water here. Yeah, anymore. I understand. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more about this Chardonnay? It's a 2022. So if Dan Berger were here, because uh, sure. I always call him Dan Lay It Down Berger, he would say this is really young, and he lay it down for five years or something. But well, I think Dan and I share a love, in, uh, and, and it's great that you mentioned that because I think Americans, have, uh, we have learned, and we, we created a food and wine tradition where it wasn't there 40 years ago. Yeah, you're right. And Americans are now used to aging red wine. The next step is aging really well done white wine. I love this wine with six years, seven years. The reason is, is that the fruit character goes down a little bit, and then you get a little bit of the character that I call sun-dried linen. I don't know if you remember... Sun-dried linen. Linen. I think we talked about that. We did? Okay. Yeah, in the past when you so were on the show. it's a little show. like hay, like baked hay yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or... Not really honey, but there's a, like a fresh sun-kissed... And you could do that with a wine that's not too alcoholic, that's not being over-oaked. I'm not into hitting you in the head with a two-by-four. Right on. Uh, I'm not into furniture wine. It's a valid style, just not my style. I'm looking for elegance. And you know what? Something that I've talked about lately... When people ask me about my style, about my philosophy in wine, I like to have fuzzy edges. I don't want to see very sharp delineation between flavors and aroma. I like them to I melt. understand, and I agree. Thanks. And the finish on this just makes me hungry. It's why I like vinyl over digital music. I still listen to vinyl records for the same reason, but a little bit of a... Yeah, I get it. It flows a little better. It's not as sharp. Right. That's a lovely shard. Yeah. Thank you. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Oded Shaked from Longboard Vineyards is here. What else is going on with you? One of the things we're doing is, uh, and you know, we've kind of realized that is uh, we try to change with the time. So uh, actually, if you look at our labels, for example, surfboards are pretty much gone from the labels. 
because it's we really don't want people to focus about the serving. It's the, the focus should be the wine. And but the you food. did for a while. Yeah, you know. But, but we evolved. Me- yeah, exactly, exactly. And also the experience at the winery. It's just not no more those wineries you just belly up to the bar, get a couple of drinks and go. Now almost everything is sit down, and there's also food available if you want. Right on. And great stuff. You know, I think everybody benefits from that because. The context of wine is always, uh, it's the wine, some good food, and some good, food, good company. That, to me, is the context, of, Amen, the real context brother. of Amen. wine. Amen. So that's what we're trying to do. And uh, we've always been doing the same thing, which is uh, we're very serious about our wines. Our wines are very good provenance. They come from excellent vineyards. Um, but we are not into the extended pinky uh, culture. Yeah, yeah. I get it. We're I trying get it. to have you enjoy it in a relaxed atmosphere. That's it's only freaking wine. The tasting room is in Healdsburg, but you guys are right off the the plaza in Healdsburg. Yeah, two blocks off the plaza. Really right. quick walk, right by the railroad tracks. An area that's, of course, now developing quite fast, big time. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we might even have the smart train uh, come right it to our doorstep. It is coming soon. Yeah. 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 Uh, the tasting room is open daily, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Correct. Uh, on the square in Healdsburg. Talk about the other wines that you guys make. So we are, to begin with, we're very small. We're under 5,000 mm-hmm. cases. So mm-hmm. we are one of uh, probably not that many small family wineries that actually grow the grapes, produce the wine, and sell it, and that's it. I do. I grow about 40% of what I make. The rest I buy from... People have known for the past 30-something years. Like Rocchioli that you mentioned. Exactly. Yeah. So very few of our wines are in distribution. The rest is just sold direct to our customers that come to the winery, wine club members, people that get online. Sure. I get to get my little mad scientist, chemist thing and, and explore a lot of uh, varieties. So we make quite a bit. I First of all, I still make, of course, we're out of stock right now, but we make a very traditional Method Chopinois uh, bubbly. Uh, That's right. That's right. Which, unlike what you see out there, all of it is fermented in the, you know, uh, Champagne uh, ferments twice once in a tank and once in the bottle. So, in our case, instead of fermenting it in a stainless tank, we ferment it in old neutral barrels. So, they don't get any old character, but they get a little patina, a little vanilla dusting, if you want. Uh-huh. kind of helps round it out so it doesn't take the enamel off your teeth. And that allows us to <laughs> re- uh, release sparklers that are pretty much bone dry. Are you still calling the tasting room, the main tasting room in Healdsburg, the surf lounge? That's what we call it. Yeah. That's, it kind of stuck. We call it the surf lounge. Yeah. Because we want you to relax. And then, of course, uh, you can have cheese and charcuterie and such available at uh, the longboard uh, uh, tasting room and, and we do events and we sometimes do catering if somebody wants a big group and want to you know there's uh, great restaurants around great you know oh yeah uh, caterers and and we'll sometimes do you know actual meals in there too i'm looking at uh, longboardvineyards.com and it says now serving sonoma hand pies which i'm a big fan of They're but amazing. a lot of people don't know what that is explain the sonoma hand pies boy i forget the guy's name you'll come back in a second but he makes these savory pies. I mean, think about, it's almost like an empanada or yeah. I think the British call it something else, but it's a hand pie. Basically, there's a vegetarian one, there's the uh, the pork one with Pinot Noir is to die for. Um, there's a beef one, there's a vegetarian one. Hi, Dan. 
Oh, look, Dan Berger's here. Was it the rain or the traffic or both? I think both. (laughs) Well, he finally made it. Pour him a little shard because... This is the wine that's supposed to go in the cellar, right? Dan is... (laughs) Oh, it's... That's a 22 rookie. You know, as I said to Oded, okay, I I could give this two hours. It's a 2022. But the shard is so amazing. It's fabulous. Did this go through malactic? Doesn't seem like it. Yes, it did. Unbelievable. Two hours in the decanter tonight, but I don't even need to do that because I'm drinking it right now and loving it. It may not get to your house. <laughs> Dan, don't drink the rest I'm of the I'm not shark. drinking it. No, no, no. I'm saying it. you may drink it. <laughs> yes. It is California wine country every Friday in the 5 o'clock hour. Dan Berger finally made it in. We're featuring Oded Shaked from Longboard Vineyards, established 1998 by Oded. He was born in Israel and has lived and worked uh, on four continents. And he fell in love with Sonoma County, as we all did. His turn was in the late 80s. His quote is, I felt uh, roots growing from the bottom of my feet. Uh, We talked about this earlier in the conversation with Oded, but Dan Berger is here. So, uh, Dan, uh, Oded and I have had a great conversation. This Chardonnay is amazing. Totally. And tell me why I love this Chardonnay. Well, as you said... 20 minutes ago, which I heard on the radio as I was driving in, <laughs> is it that absolutely requires time in the bottle, and therefore you should actually put it in a decanter like you suggested. But I think mm-hmm. more importantly for the consumer is when you get a bottle of wine like this, it's very, very special wine. It needs to have time in the cellar. We're talking five, six years? I would say five years. I think five is a minimum. This wine is so perfectly structured and balanced that the, this wine really needs to have time beyond that. I and mean, I understand. Six or seven or even eight years. Wow. Give it time. This wine is just explosive. Now, the oak that you used here is not over the top. It's there, but it's really not there. It's sort of the kind of a, an experience that most people will have when they have no particular reason for for hold, for drinking wine when it's young, you buy this wine, you put it in the cellar, and you just let it sit there, and it becomes so much better. It becomes so much more complex. And the most impressive thing about good Chardonnay like this is that it turns into something like a French wine. It becomes more French, more oriented. Interesting. Yeah. I think you said earlier. Is that the fruit opening up after a yeah, number exactly, of years? Because it, yeah. This wine is such a. I mean, Chardonnay is really a, a very limited. Grape variety. Ultimately, there's not an awful lot of aromatics in this mm-hmm. fruit. In this fruit, when it's harvested, I mean, just oh, did talk about what it's like when you are are crushing this stuff. It aromatically is interesting, but not particularly evocative. It doesn't. No, I mean, I make albarinos. It's a whole different yeah. ball game. Um, so Chardonnay is definitely a wine, and that's why it's probably the most. One of the most uh, planted varieties worldwide for white because it really lends itself to manipulation in the cellar. But my manipulation, because of the clone here, is minimal. I basically stay out of the way. The only thing I do is I stick my nose in every barrel every day. This is uh, my resident yeast. Uh, I I do not claim it's wild yeast because the facility where I am has had fermentations in it since the 1800s, since it was a cannery. So who knows what yeast it is? It might be... What, what delicious uh, aromatics and, and character. It's just the, the kind of wine that you want to have maturity on it. One of the secrets to Longboard is that Oded has such long-term 
connections to the the vineyardists around here. Your connections to the vineyard people. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Didn't this come from Rocchioli? That's Rocchioli. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're my neighbors. You know, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Talk about iconic. Some of the best Chardonnay in the county. Yeah, from Rocchioli. Yeah. yeah, and that includes this. Uh, Dan, talk about Oded Longboard Vineyards. Early on, Oded had opportunities to make wine with wineries that were founded with good understanding of what quality is. They allowed him to make the wines that he could make that were really characterful. But the most important thing that you had going for you early on was that all the equipment you could ever want was always provided for you. You had the ability to know the importance. So some, some equipment maybe wasn't necessary, but you had it. Some equipment was absolutely necessary, and you had it. So you had all the equipment that was necessary to make great wine, and you figured out early on, as far as I'm concerned, you knew that it started with the grapes and ended with the grapes. And so you ended up being opportunistic in terms of being able to make these wines the way they needed to be made to maximize the flavors that were potential from them. So you had the great grapes, you had the great equipment, and all you had to do was basically come up with a style that maximized the flavor of those grapes. You weren't asked to do something that couldn't be done turn mediocre grapes into great wine. True. And you also knew that once you had great grapes, then the bottom line was the best thing to do is stand back and let the grapes speak for themselves. I I absolutely agree with you. And I always, uh, uh, when I try to explain that to people who are maybe not winemakers and I try not to geek out chemically, is tell them, listen, if you are, whether you're a professional chef or a home chef, if you're trying to make a marinara sauce and you have to work with tomatoes that you buy at Safeway that we picked in Mexico four or five weeks ago and wrap it in some warehouse, you're going to have to fight them. But if you go to your backyard and you know which tomato vine right now is producing really ripe, flavorful tomatoes, sauce is going to make itself. Absolutely. That's the better the ingredients, yeah. the better the product, mm-hmm. regardless of what it is, whether it's an automobile or a, t- a marinara sauce. Or, or or fine wine, and in this particular case, this Chardonnay is completely mind-boggling to me because the first thing you smell is the fruit, but the second thing you th- you smell is the soil. You smell you smell the the vineyard, and then you say to yourself, "Well, what 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 more can I have out of it?" Well, the only thing that's lacking here is the time. Nothing nothing comes. No, nothing comes easy in yeah. this world. But, I mean, the bottom line here is that this wine really does require... I mean, Chardonnay, Chardonnay most people drink Chardonnay too young. Yeah, but uh, we all have to start somewhere. And don't forget that 50 years ago we did not have a food and wine culture in the U.S. So, uh, and that's absolutely okay. I'm just happy that I did my part to introduce America to a food and wine culture and tradition. And um, But you're absolutely right. But for the people who are just starting, initially, what they feel and what they like to taste is the fruit character. As you, your palate gets more sophisticated, you, you kind of look for other stuff. And it's probably the same with people who are barbecue connoisseurs or mushroom connoisseurs. You start with the mushrooms, 
that you pick in the supermarket, and then you become a geek like me and go hunt for Matsutakis and Bolites. <laughs> and uh, like, I can't wait for the weekend so I can go away to Salt Point and see if I can find some Matsutake mushrooms. The weather is turning just in your favor. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it rains too much, then it's not too good either. He is Oded Shaked, our good friend and drive Hall of Famer from Longboard Vineyards. It's longboardvineyards.com. A lot of these longboard wines are obviously available at Bottle Barn, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Barry's a good guy. Yeah. Well, Barry Herbst knows what he's doing. Yep. So, yeah. Dan, go ahead. Well, I think uh, beyond just understanding uh, the vineyards, you also, you and I are sort of peas in a pot in a certain way. We both love wines that have good acidity. True. Now, I don't, when I say that, and I hope people don't misunderstand, that when I'm talking about acidity, I'm not talking about acidic wines. I'm talking about balanced wines. That's what this Chardonnay is all about. It's all about the balance. One of the reasons why this wine blues is so good this evening for your dinner, Steve, is that the acid is perfect. It's not too high, and it's not low. It has everything you want in the wine and nothing more. It's and, and as early as this is, the 2022, this Chard, I mean, the, 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 uh, the finish... Just as I said to Odetta earlier, makes me hungry. The, the the finish is a combination of fruit and acidity. Exactly. And they and neither one dominates the other. It's it's hard to describe this. I mean, how do you just, you have to buy a bottle it. and tr- and drink it? You have to, and once you start it, you're not going to finish. <laughs> you're going to just keep. Remember, we talked it. earlier about fuzzy edges. Yeah, yeah fuzz, I it. love that the fuzzy edges. Fuzzy things. edges, and I have one other little secret. Dan may appreciate that. My first two harvests were, uh, was with Domain Don, and my specialty initially was sparkling wines. And one thing sparkling wine winemakers learn early on, the importance of pressing. How you extract the juice, mm-hmm. what the pressure to be there on the press and taste, and just switch it off at the right moment. That's something... A lot of steel winemakers don't really get. All right. It a lot is. Of people still crush Chardonnay. I would never dream of. Oded Shaked, owner and founder of Longboard Vineyards. What else did you bring here? And uh, Dan needs to taste some more. Okay, I'm ready. So I'm 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 going to go for like uh, another home run here. That's my favorite. So that's my first estate Pinot Noir. It's called Meant to Be with a B E E. And uh, oh, that's a beautiful label. Yeah, that's thank cool. You. Yeah, that's our new labels. Meant to be. Meant to be. And the reason for that is, uh, number one, about how I managed to, in 2000, actually purchase six acres of uh, land on uh, West Side Road. That's where my home and my vineyard is. And then when I went to, some of it was planted with other stuff, the Merlot, which we'll taste later if we have time. But when some of the other stuff that I planted was Pinot Noir, and my vineyard manager said, oh, there's two old... English walnut trees in there. You should take them out because they're going to shade and they're going to make problems for the vines. You're going to have less vines there. I said, no, these two walnut trees are part of the heritage of this place. One of them has a split in the trunk, and there's been a beehive there for now going on eighth year, natural beehive. To me, that's an indication that I'm farming it correctly. If the beehive is still there, hasn't swarmed away, they're healthy, right, right, right. and that's why I meant to be with a bee. <clears throat> I love that. Meant to be wine, uh, Pinot, meant to be Pinot from Longboard, and at B is B-E-E. That's so cool. This is a totally amazing wine, because when I put my nose in a glass for the first time, the first thing I got was a sort of a Burgundian 
character to it, almost uh, as if it was something like Claude de Vougeot. It had that that uh, that sort of uh, wood call it, call it a, a, a tree bark mm-hmm. kind of a note to it. There was gr- great fruit. I mean, the fruit is really blackberry, black cherry. It has uh, a spice component that's subtle, but that spice component reminds me of a tree bark in a after a rain of a, after a light. You know, it's rain. fascinating because Dan, you remind me of a tree bark many times. <laughs> Do I look that bad? <laughs> no, you look great. I, I must be getting. This is really fascinating, uh, Pinot Noir, because the the Pinot Noir here really smells like. First of all, it's a very young wine, but it's, at, at the same time, there's something mature about this wine, and what the maturity is, I think, is the age age of the vines. This this wine really has intense character without being too dark. It's not dark and heavy as much as it is very light on its feet. But the most impressive thing is that spice component that comes through in the nose. This is this is absolutely fat, fascinating character. And uh, Odette, is this uh, another 2022? No, 21. 21. Pinot Noir is uh, 21. It's my first uh, estate barling of Pinot Noir. It comes from uh, one block with two clones. Mm. So the meant-to-be uh, block, it's uh, half... Clone 667, which is a Dijon clone. It's a New World clone. It's got that fruity, cola, blue fruit character. And then half is the Pomard clone, which I like because it has a little bit more of what Dan described, that earthy, almost sometimes uh, smoked meat character. Yeah, I'm getting that. and it's Some from the barrel, but also part of it comes from the the Pomard clone has a little bit more of an earthy, mushroomy forest floor. This is a very earthy Pinot in my position. Uh, Thank you. Uh, it's, uh, it's very slightly rustic, but very slight, just enough to give you the sense that this is a little wild. And how long are you going to lay this down? Well, this wine has got a long, long future, and I don't say that about many Pinot Noirs, because most Pinot Noirs don't have that kind of acidity. But this is a classic example of an Oded wine. This is an Oded-style wine. It has the acid is right in front of the swine, and it's in the mid-palate. And in the aftertaste, you don't pick up the acid as much as you pick up the balance. The balance is perfect. So here's a wine that probably needs six years in the bottle and maybe ten. But I wouldn't go beyond. Ten. I wouldn't go beyond yeah, ten. I wouldn't go beyond about ten years because. I won't go beyond the, tonight, but well, go that's, ahead. That's, yeah, fair enough. But I, I'm a huge fan of wines like this because there's such good in- integration of how the acidity works with it but doesn't show acid in the finish. It's amazing. The structure is perfect. Thank you. We're wrapping up California Wine Country, which we do every Friday, brought to you by Bottle Barn. And Dan Berger, of course, and our guest today, Oded Shakhed. It's Longboard Vineyards, and I'll turn it back to you guys. And uh, what are you tasting now? We have a Syrah who is to die for. It's phenomenal. And it's hard to imagine how good the wine can be like this. The Russian River Valley doesn't grow very much Syrah anymore because too many people have converted over the, the Syrah vineyards into Pinot Noir, makes which is sense. fine. Yeah. It makes sense. Absolutely it does. But in this case, Oded, you've got quite a vineyard here. We'll tell us about it. Thank you. Well, you know, Syrah is the raison d'etre of Longboard. That's why I started making Longboard vineyards because I wanted to make Syrah. And... I forgot who wrote it, but I was actually quoted once to say that uh, I make 
Pinot Noir to support my Syrah habit. <laughs> and and uh, that talk about your Syrah habit and and about the grape and and the wines. So that's what I uh, first thing I planted in my own vineyards, uh, vine- a vineyard on West Side Road, and uh, it's a fascinating variety. Uh, I think it uh, is especially perfect for the northern part of the upper upper middle reach of the Russian River Valley, where it's a little yeah. warm for uh, Pinot Noir sometimes. But perfect and, for Syrah. Yeah, and Syrah, then it be- becomes a little bit of a, I mean, I hate to say the name of a French re- uh, region because I'm proudly Californian, and I'm trying to make California wine. I'm not trying to make French wines. And uh, But Syrah has a little bit of a wild fennel note to it, uh, a little bit of earthiness, but it holds acidity really, really great. You don't have to wait as long as you wait for a... Uh, Cabernet. This is a 2019. At home, I'm drinking the 16 right now. Wow. And it is so food friendly and it is so interesting and it just doesn't stop coming in, uh, at you with waves and waves of both aromas, flavors, and after flavors. And again, I'm hoping I'm to capture in here that uh, seamlessness or something <laughs> that has an entry, middle, and finish without two sharp of an edges between them. And Dan Berger, talk about Syrah and the grape and the wines. Syrah is very, very under-reported under, uh, under and under-analyzed uh, a grape variety because in a warm region, it ripens to a point where it's rather tasty but simplistic. In the cool region, like the Russian River Valley, where it grows beautifully, and where there's very little left left of it, this variety really goes crazy, and it becomes a little wild and rustic. It becomes a little bit uh, uh, feral, almost, is a word that... Uh, I love that word, and I love that uh, word when we're talking wine, feral. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's got that sort of strange characteristic that once you put your nose in the glass, you say, what is that? And the answer is... I don't care. I want to drink this wine. Then you taste it, and it's all there in the aftertaste as well. It's an amazing characteristic, and I wish more people understood cool climate Syrah. We're in a very blessed region. We can find pockets, but you have to have a courageous winemaker to do it. You have to have a lot of courage to grow this stuff in an area that's so cool that you're never positive that Mother Nature will bless you that particular year. You've got maybe one year sure. out of three where you can actually make a great wine, but the other two years you're going to make interesting wine. And if you're a courageous winemaker, you do it. And that's why you're in the business, because you don't want simplistic, you don't want simple. What you want is something that challenges you every year, and that's why Syrah is a winemaker's wine. Oh, dead. I agree, agree and two things. Number one, um, winemakers and growers love Syrah, but the wine industry as a whole, we really confuse the consumer because of Shiraz from Australia, they don't know what to expect, and also so many simplistic Syrah from hot areas are really raisiny and pruny, and then they're hollow in the middle. So growing it in a cool region, in this case... Half of this comes from my own vineyard, which is 89% Syrah, and I have 11 rows wow. farmed four feet by four feet of Petit Syrah, Carignan, Grenache, Malbec, and Zin. They, get, they grow together, get picked together, ferment together, and that is my insurance for a hot year 
to stuff the middle of the donut and not have the wine fall off. Yeah, right the next thing is, again, you have to harvest it when it's just starting to dimple. You can't let it go raisiny because then you're gone. If you like beef stew with a bay leaf in it, and this wine becomes its absolute perfect companion because the bay leaf gives you the character that you want to pair up with this wild, rustic characteristic mm-hmm. of this astounding uh, Syrah. And this Syrah is not for the faint of heart. This is for serious, serious Syrah lovers. And if you like the Rhone Valley, you buy this wine and you put it in a cellar for three or four more years, and then you'll start to see where it's going. And then it's 15 years minimum Easy. on this wine. Yeah. And in 15 years, you have it at the end of the meal with some aged cheeses, and then you're blown away. Fantastic. Wow. And crusty bread. He is Oded Jaqued, uh, founder and winemaker, and etc., and wine grower at uh, Longboard Vineyards. It's longboardvineyards.com. Oded, such a pleasure to see you. It's been too long. Let's do it, it again been. soon, man. Anytime. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn, and a lot of Longboard wines are available at Bottle Barn. Correct, and if not, we're close by. Okay, and uh, again, longboardvineyards.com. Join the wine club and all that. Oded, a pleasure to see you, and thanks for coming in, buddy. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.